My take? There was fraud. Tons of it. All over the place. Guess what? There always is. The question is, what now? What can be done about it? Let's talk about that filthy Democratic election machine and if it was the deciding factor in 2020. Let's go take a look. Here is a book that I think ought to be in every home library. You see, a woman who is single at age 40, having spent 10 or 20 years raising children, is really not quite the same as a man of age 40 who's been working continuously for 20 years. <laughs> this should be the show. This is the show. <laughs> what? This. But it's clear through these tapes, it's clear through Planned Parenthood's own numbers, that they're not about health care, they're about abortion. That's their thing. Look at this lead pencil. There's not a single person in the world who could make this pencil. Remarkable statement? Not at all. You are a liar. Radical meaning not just extreme politics, what they believe in, but how far they're willing to go to win, to win elections. And thuggery, lying and cheating and stealing are things that they've proven over and over again no, they that have. they're willing to do. All right, we mustn't kid ourselves into thinking that the communists have placed their agitators only into the black communities. They're working both sides of the street. They want hatred, violence, and bloodshed between the races, and they don't care how they get it or whom they use, even children if necessary. You're black or you're white, or you're Latino or you're transsexual, or you're homosexual, or whatever. You're a group. You're a member of a group. The British government wasn't stabbing us in the gut with, uh, with bayonets. They were oppressing us with taxes and regulations. That's what we meant by tyranny 250 years Our ago. Oldest. I want the people of America to be able to work less for the government and more for themselves. This is the chief meaning of freedom. I, I think we're talking across purposes. Eternal law is the mind of God. The natural law is a participation in the eternal law or a reflection of it. All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. See if you can be some kind of hero. Make the suffering in the world less. This is the show, and we're not gonna change. All right, welcome to Good Men, your host, Travis Rowley. All right, today, just a few thoughts on the election aftermath and the election, I was going to say, I was going to say outcome, but we can't, we can't say that yet. Um, all right, before we get into that, though, first off, as an aside, just please go watch my Gina Raimondo video, her 80-minute COVID presser from two weeks ago at this point that appalling press conference. I, I condensed it into six minutes for everyone, 80 minutes down to six. Uh, it's, it's just doing really well. Um, it's going minor, minor league viral, um, despite the fact that Facebook won't allow me to boost it right now. It's on YouTube only, the Good Men channel. Extremely important video. I'll try to post the link somewhere around here as well. Wherever you found this link to this particular episode, I'll make sure there's a link back to the video where you can witness Governor Gina Raimondo tell free adults to be home before dark. Just, uh, just take a look at, at it's just eye-opening. Okay, what do you, what do I think of the election results so far? Uh, well, you know, this isn't, I wanted to be upfront, it's not really my area of 
expertise really like the voting process the like the machinations of voting procedure and getting out the vote and counting process the poll watchers voter fraud and, and so on but i i think i i have a good general sense of things at this point and i can tell you a few things right off the bat one this is pretty simple or you can keep it simple for purposes of keeping it simple and clarity there was fraud period anyone who denies that is a fool or a liar i'm not saying saying anything about its its reach right now just that fraud occurred in multiple locations in multiple ways so to the extent possible the counting of ballots needs to be perfected with assistance from the courts we're talking about recounts across multiple states and yes tossing ballots out that are deemed to be fraudulent or previously counted in a fraudulent manner then you simply recount you recount and you'll have and you'll have your winner nothing about that is objectionable and any democrat objecting is again either a liar or fraud himself two one of the biggest stories of the year is something that is not happening and that is the fact that 70 million trumpers many millions of which firmly believe an election has just been stolen just can't find it within themselves to burn down a shopping center and i mean that it's a huge story we spent a better part of a year maybe even longer discussing who these people are arguing over who they are the differences in ethics on both sides it's a huge story that cities aren't burning but you think CNN wants to go film some empty, lifeless parking lot outside of Walmart and report on that? You know, probably for a couple of reasons they don't want to do that. Number three, polling has gone the way of the payphone. Nobody is going to trust them anymore. Not the public polling anyway. The pollsters um, are, they join the latest line of fraudsters and con artists that Donald Trump's presidency has exposed. Many of them are progressive outfits in cahoots with the news agencies who are in league with the Democratic Party. Just facts. All right, last thing is mail-in ballots. The biggest Republican I told you so in history. And I pulled up Attorney General Barr talking to Wolf Blitzer. Let's just See if I can get to it real quick. Let's just see if it's about a minute. Let's just go back a, a few months and take a look at what was being said. For example, we indicted someone in Texas, 1,700 ballots collected he from people who could vote. He made them out and voted for the person he wanted to. Okay, because that I'll, kind of thing happens with mail-in ballots, and everyone knows but that. But there are individual uh, cases, but as far as widespread fraud, 
we haven't seen that since. Uh, well, since we have. We haven't had the kind of widespread use of mail-in ballots as being proposed. We've had absentee ballots from people who request them from a specific address. Now, what we're talking about is mailing them to everyone on the voter list when everyone knows those voter lists are inaccurate. People who should get them don't get them, which is what has been one of the major complaints in states that have tried this in, in municipal elections, and. Uh, People who get them are not the right people. They're people who have replaced the, the previous occupant, and they can make them out. And sometimes multiple ballots come to the same address with a whole genera several generations of occupants. Do you think that's a way to run a vote? Well, uh, the only thing I'm saying is that so far we haven't seen widespread fraud. But so far we haven't tried it. Well, and the point is that a lot of us. Uh, there are several states that only have mail-in voting, including a Republican. Well, this is like playing with fire. This is playing with fire. We're very Okay, bingo, absolutely right. Wolf Blitzer, I mean, why is it so hard to imagine bad things happening? Why, and, and to guard against it before it happens? You don't wait till your home is invaded and your family is slaughtered until you lock your door. That's why people, reference common sense all the time this is playing with fire and the left wanted to play with it all year long with these mail-in ballots wait till everyone sees what's coming down the pike in the coming weeks in terms of reports on on ballot fraud it's just another thing it's just another i told you so but democrats never suffer any consequences for getting anything wrong Now, having said that, here's another takeaway, something more to consider. 100 and I believe 46 million votes were cast for either Trump or Biden this year. Trump was always going to have a difficult time winning with those totals. That's pushing, we're pushing, I believe, almost 20 million more votes than 2016. That is a wet dream for any Democrat. It, it was it has long been established and realized that people who don't vote regularly, people who aren't politically engaged, skew heavily liberal Democrat, if they were to vote. Those are their political sentiments. Um, you know, for a long time, it's been known through, you know, various polling and, and other ways of gathering that information. If they ever got off their lazy butts and took themselves down to a polling station, it would be good for Democrats. Why is that? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, people who are disconnected, you know, God bless them for being there, uh, because who the hell needs this? But these people still exist. And they still live within the media haze, the pop culture media haze. They're getting a pop culture education, whether they know it or not. They still live and breathe. And that information haze is liberal. It's Hollywood, social media, the mainstream press. These people are, are still fed the spin. They live among us. They're sucking in the oxygen, whether they realize it or not. Oh, I'm a political man. <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> yes, you are. What they're not doing is just actively pursuing information especially alternative forms of information. So like, you know, Kellyanne Conway, I think this was, this is what she was referencing sort of 
um, what did she call it? Al alternative facts or something like that. Whatever. They're not catching the latest from Fox News. And they don't go out of their way to scour the internet or listen to Rush, you know? All right, this is not news. Everyone knows this, that if the percentage of eligible voters increased, it would help Joe Biden. So big surprise, people who don't pay attention would vote for Democrats. This is why Democrats have long perfected the art of community organizing. You know, think ACORN, voter registration, polling mechanics, ushering people to the polls, paying people to vote and protest, to stand there with the sign. It's largely an attempt to collect what Democrats consider to be millions of uncast Democratic ballots. And that's why Democrats were salivating over the prospect of universal mail-in ballots and why Republicans were horrified. And that's why I'm pulling back from the charges of voter fraud, at least in terms of being on a presidential scale for now. It's, it's not that I, trust me, it's not that I don't think there was any fraud. Of course there was fraud. It's a running joke when it comes to, you know, the, the inside baseball types. These places like Philadelphia, Atlanta, Detroit, Providence are some of the skeeviest places you can imagine, historically, perennially. And cleaning them up is, it's seemingly almost impossible. And I can't believe I'm doing this. I got to pull another one up. The next soundbite is Rod Blagojevich, okay, the disgraced and corrupt Democratic mayor, uh, a governor of Illinois, okay? What did he say recently about these, these election shenanigans? If the question is, um, are the Democrats stealing votes in Philadelphia? My answer is, is the Pope Catholic? It's a time-honored tradition in big Democrat-controlled cities like Chicago, my hometown, Philadelphia, to do precisely what they're doing now. I've never seen it on such a magnitude um, because this, I think, is an indication of just how widespread it is, how deep it is, and I don't think it's just confined to Philadelphia. My instincts, yeah. again, coming out of Chicago Democratic politics, my instincts tell me it's going on in Atlanta, it's going on in Detroit, it's going on in Milwaukee, it's going on in Las Vegas. It's like uh, what Justice Powell said about pornography. You can't defy it, define it, but you you know it when you see it. And coming out of the Democratic uh, Chicago political establishment, I know how they operate. They control polling places, they stop votes when their candidates behind, and then in the wee hours of the morning, in the dark of night, Jeez. the stealing starts. And we've seen that in big numbers, un unprecedented numbers in this election in Michigan and in Philadelphia. It, it, it's outrageous. And the fact that they're doing it with the impunity they're doing it with is because the media is simply looking the other way because they have uh, they're a corrupt mainstream media that's not interested in, in protecting our Constitution or the rule of law. They just want to beat Donald Trump at all costs. And they're not just stealing from Donald Trump. It's worse than that. They're stealing from us, the American people. All right. So that's straight. You could say that that is straight from the horse's mouth. I mean, that's, that's Blago. Exactly what he said. Now, does anyone think that the media that suppressed the Hunter Biden story that ran with the Russia hoax for four years that covered up for violent protesters for months trying to convince you that it was like tea partiers or, or, or proud boys? Do you think those people can be counted on to tell you the truth about 
the Democrats machine politics? I mean, do you think there aren't Democratic operatives out there who looked at the fact that millions of ballots were reaching millions of doorsteps and devised plans to harvest them, to collect them, fill them out themselves, whatever the scheme might have been. You think those people don't exist? So I can't, that's why I, I can't stand these Democrat types denying the existence of voter fraud. I mean, what is that, Wolf Blitzer? Oh, isolated cases. I've made this argument before. Isolated cases, I mean, first of all, how many do you need to see before it, they're not isolated? But logic instructs us to realize that if you find just one fraudulent ballot, one illegal alien in the voting booth, um, the logic tells us that there must be more because you don't flip an election with one ballot. I, lo I love catching the employee uh, who's stealing from you and you being naive enough to think it's the only time he did it. No, it's the first time you caught him. So I don't know, is that partisan wishful thinking or is it just because like so many other examples, Progress, the progressive mind is one of a, of, of a child. That's a child's brain, Wolf, Wolf Blitzer is illustrating for everybody. You know what I kept thinking of as I watched these, what do you call them, these like precinct captains who would not let Republican observers into the ballot rooms to observe the counting? I hope you saw these videos. Just standing there. No. You can't come in, even though you have, you're legally uh, able to do so. And a judge just ordered us to open up the doors for you. No, you can't come in. You can't watch what's going on in the back rooms. <laughs> you know what I kept thinking of? And I haven't really told this story in a long time. Um, I was a freshman at Bishop Hendrick. I was like 15 years old. And I went to the varsity basketball game that night. Hendrickin versus Central at Central. So we, you, and I think it's the two best teams in, in the state that year. So it's a big matchup, rowdy, rowdy, small gymnasium. Um, and the guy at the scoring table, you know, there are five to 10 people sitting at the scoring table along the basketball, you know, the sideline there. And, you know, a few people are controlling the scoreboard, the score, other, uh, you know, someone's keeping track of, you know, the fouls that each player has and other guys, in charge of the clock. And in the final minute of the game, Central was trailing by a few points. And it became obvious that it would be beneficial to Central, to their team, if they had more time to mount this comeback. You know, they needed to hit a shot, get a stop, hit another shot to be in striking distance for the win. And all of a sudden you realize that as play was going on, the clock wasn't moving. So there's 30 seconds left, but it's not counting down to 29, 28, 27. And the crowd starts screaming. And then the crowd starts to realize that the man at the scoring table has his fingers on the levers, that he's doing it on purpose. That when he thinks no one's looking at the clock because they're consumed by the game in front of them, he was stopping the clock to to give an advantage to his home team.
it was what is a what's the line from Anchorman? Like I I, I wasn't even mad. I was impressed. I mean, it was because it was he, the nerve on this guy, and it really became something when he started to get pointed out and the refs were going over to him, asking him what he's doing and he would just shrug his shoulders and then they would resume the game and he'd do it again. Now there's 10 seconds left in the game and it's supposed to be going 10, nine, eight, seven, and the clock is frozen and more and more fans are screaming because now they're watching him and the clock and the game all at the same time and they are screaming. And at one point I'll never, I'll never forget it. He starts to smirk. He didn't care how many people knew he thought it was funny. So I couldn't help but think of that story when I was watching these, these precinct captains and the nerve on them to not allow the Republicans to go in and validate the ballots. So I grew up when I was 15 years old, learned a very basic lesson. Not everyone is good. And that it's like so hard to say these days, you know, for a variety of multicultural reasons. But the, the naive thought that everyone is good, that there aren't bad people out there, that it's all a matter of subjective opinion and perspective. But no, not everyone seeks to do the right thing for goodness sake, you know? Different types of people are, ready for it, different. People in other countries, people in other states, even people in other neighborhoods. So we're talking about culture for all the beginners. That crap I saw from the scoring table that day, it just wouldn't happen where I was from. And if it, and if it did, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been condoned. Again, culture. And, it's, and in subsequent years, I've witnessed over and over again that same type of sleaze inside all types of liberal outfits for over 20 years now. At, at this point, I recognize it when I see it. And here's the thing, it doesn't have to be top-down coordinated by Joe Biden himself. You don't need to instruct Democratic operatives to cheat on behalf of the presidential candidate, trust me. And that's where the liberal political culture comes into play. But again, I go back. I'm almost having an argument with myself here. Here's what I'm not certain of. Like many of you, I've seen a lot of the footage, the reports, the irregularities, and so on. But was this mostly the typical filth we always see coming out of certain precincts? And was the fraud extensive enough across multiple states, resulting in tens of thousands of votes, enough to flip an election? That's what you need to convince someone like me of. And I'm certain that's what Trump is going to have to convince a court of, right? I mean, voting irregularities isn't going to be enough, I don't think, unless the circumstantial evidence is overwhelming, as they say. 
that's what's so frustrating about this. Like, like Blago just said, it's, it's tough to prove, but you know it when you see it. But putting the ballots back in the envelopes and recounting, like what a mess. And any complete fraudster worth his salt would make sure it's a mess afterward to make sure that it would be like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. That's why Biden's in a good position right now. It's good to be, you know, called the victor by these, by these uh, media outlets. You don't want to be Trump, as correct as he might be in terms of both the fraud and the fact that the election is not over yet. Actually, here's, here's the latest from Trump. We all know why Joe Biden is rushing to falsely pose as the winner and why his media allies are trying so hard to help him. They don't want the truth to be exposed. The simple fact is this election is far from over. Biden has not been certified as the winner of any state, <clears throat> any states, let alone any of the highly contested states headed for mandatory recounts or states where our campaign has valid and legitimate legal challenges that could determine the ultimate victor. In Pennsylvania, for example, our legal observers were not permitted meaningful access to watch the counting process. Legal votes decide who is president, not the news media. Beginning Monday, our campaign will start prosecuting our case in court to ensure election laws are fully upheld and the rightful winner is seated. The American people are entitled to an honest election. That means counting all legal ballots and not counting any illegal ballots. This is the only way to ensure the public has full confidence in our election. It remains shocking that the Biden campaign refuses to agree with this basic principle and wants ballots counted even if they are fraudulent, manufactured, or cast by ineligible or deceased voters. Only a party engaged in wrongdoing would unlawfully keep observers out of the count room and then fight in court to block their access. So what is Biden hiding? I will not rest until the American people have the honest vote count they deserve and that democracy demands. So that's, that's probably the perfect statement from Donald Trump. That's everything he should say. And these festivities over the weekend, Kamala's and Biden's victory speeches, the parades and celebrations, it's all about perception and momentum. You know, smart on them, you know, politically smart. Because what the public believes about the results is important. Public pressure, like in either direction, a Trump concession or some sort of election challenge based on a widespread suspicion of ballot tampering can be fueled by how many people are outraged in the streets. Here's where conservatives have that disadvantage, by the way. Notice nobody's rioting, looting and the like. And it's not because conservatives are any less passionate, but yes, Biden's victory celebrations were smart because Trump is correct. Nothing's over, nothing's called. Trump's right. CNN, Fox, the press don't call elections. Boards of elections do, and, you know, government offices, and eventually the Electoral College. All of that this weekend was intended to <clears throat> affect Trump's voters, really, his, his base. Because anytime someone, we know that anytime someone loses, that's when millions of people start distancing themselves from whoever the participant is. We because we see this in sports all the time, fair weather fans. You start losing and people stop coming to games. Nobody suddenly wants to be associated with you. People start denying that they were ever fans at all. 
But it's even more than that with Trump, because, because as much as possible, they're making it look like Trump is over there in like Loserville. You know, not fair. Oh, oh, oh. he didn't really win. Everyone stop. And the, and the Biden fans just keep celebrating and Trump looks pathetic, whether he's correct or not. That's the game. It's not a good look for Trump. It's very easy to say what Republican and Democratic politicians have already said to him. Put your big boy pants on. You know, you grow up, you got to rise to rise to the level of the of the office, show some dignity, go out and start like, you know, they're already lecturing him. Telling him that not to be a sore loser. And the more Republicans who start gently telling him to concede, the better. The less support he has in his recount lawsuit efforts, the better. The less people at his stop the steal protest, protest, the better for Democrats. This is why it sucks to be declared the loser. It's not a good look. And this is going to be partially won in, in, in the press or in the public perception. There's going to be pressure to concede for the good of the country. This will be the final smear against Trump, who has a perfect right to contest these close elections, particularly when they are under a cloud of fraud. But Democrats in the press will be doing their best to portray Biden's victory as a foregone conclusion, thereby making Trump appear to be what they've always accused him of being, like an adult child with authoritarian tendencies. It's mostly, you know, it's garbage, but not that Trump doesn't bring things on himself with his tweeting and his abrasiveness, but, but the Democrats' treatment of Trump for four years was entirely out of proportion. What's the, um, what's the uh, Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne line, um, whatever sins I've committed, I've paid for, and then some? That's Trump. The Democrats are so much worse than him in terms of demeanor, authoritarianism, mean-spiritedness, corruption, you name I mean, But the problem is that the real fraud, speaking of corruption, the real fraud is all legal, sort of, maybe. Like a three, three to four year Russian hoax, a deep state coup to, to undermine an entire first term a sham impeachment, a corrupt media that coordinates and covers up for Democrats. I mean, much of that is just legal maneuvering. You know, shady, immoral, but legal. I mean, and you think all that didn't result in Pelosi taking the House in 2018 and keeping it in 2020? So when they call Trump illegitimate, I mean, how can anyone stand that? Again, the projection. But there's a, I mean, there's actually a great irony in all of this. I mean, the final thing Trump might expose, and his presidency has been all about exposing things, the deep state, the media, how vicious liberals are. This is why he should take this to the end, to finally expose the filth of the urban democratic machine. So that, like, even if he doesn't, prevail here. Maybe Democrats will be embarrassed enough to finally clean it up. Well, they don't really have, they're not even capable of shame really, but, or at least millions of more people will realize what we're dealing with. And Trump is going to be able to do it easily. 
people are about to find out. I mean, the dead people who vote, the out-of-staters, the ballots in the trash. I mean, some, I got to imagine some pretty impressive viral videos and documentary-type presentations are, will be before us soon. Because that's where Trump needs to go in order to you know, put Biden on the defensive. This weekend, it was, made, it was meant to make Trump look small, pathetic, a sore loser, but providing convincing evidence, anecdotes, affidavits, videos, people who are going to say, I showed up at the polling station and my vote was already taken. How does that happen? It's not going to be a good look for Biden if he blows this stuff off. So we'll see a lot of this posturing in the coming weeks, attempts at staying on top of the media narrative, keeping your base behind you. <clears throat> and again, it, it won't be difficult. You wait. Not dozens, hundreds, if not thousands of reports of irregularities and the like. And then the, and then the big stuff, like the Project Veritas videos, the <clears throat> software glitches that flip thousands of votes for Biden. 100% voter turnout and the 3 a.m. dumps of 100,000 Biden vote. You know, if all that stuff can be verified, even just a couple of them, at, at the end of the day, enough suspicion will be established, I believe, that this will be pushed before the courts. And I know that's obvious. That's where Trump is bringing this as we speak. But I guess I'm talking about the Supreme Court here and what gets decided there. The details will be important. What type of evidence, hard evidence do you have that could convince and compel authoritative judges to like invalidate certain ballots or even certain state elections? Again, this is where I lack expertise. In the meantime, how Trump presents his case to his supporters is going to be important. They need to be <clears throat> certain of confidence in the argument because Biden and the press are certainly working overtime to depress their support and deflate their enthusiasm for any type of successful recount campaign. But again, man, if anyone is under the impression that Democratic operatives are the type to have like a serious moral gripe with spending an entire summer harvesting ballots, filling them out and delivering them in droves of thousands I'm not, I'm not saying that that happened. I'm saying to not be suspicious and to roll one's eyes at someone who is attempting to guard against such a thing, that that's the type of naivete reserved for children. It's time to grow up. All right. Love you guys go for now. This has been Good Men. I'm your host, Travis Rowley, and this good man has got to go.